Voltron, defender of the universe, a legend is reborn. Opening wormhole now. Welcome Voltron fans. This is Mark Morell, your host for Let's Voltron, the official Voltron podcast. We're here for an exciting episode this time. We're going to be talking about Voltron video games, and we brought a special guest. I'm bringing on my co-host, Greg Tyler. Welcome, Greg. Hey, Mark. Hey, uh, Voltron uh, fans across the universe. Uh, to celebrate video games, I thought I'd uh, uh, get out a classic uh, joystick here. Uh, Mark, <laughs> did you uh, bring anything for the occasion? Yeah, I've, I've got a, a not-so-classic <laughs> controller here. <laughs> For the PlayStation. Right. Oh, it's one of those crazy ones that has more than one button. It's, it's just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of crazy, we have a crazy cool guest. Yes, we do. So uh, we have uh, a guest that we've actually gotten to see at VoltCon. So uh, VoltCon is the, uh, of course, the Voltron convention that's in Indianapolis every year. Mm -hmm. And for the past few years, we've seen this guest at VoltCon. And we also have seen some of his work through Rojack Studios. So uh, he's actually developed a, a, a video game concept for Voltron Legendary Defender, which is pretty cool. And he's gonna share that with you today. And then also, we're also gonna talk about the history of, of Voltron video games. And so without further ado, I'd like to bring on Anthony Hahn. Welcome, Anthony. Hi, Mark. Hi, Greg. How are you guys doing? Great to see you. It's great to be on the show. Yeah, how, how have things been for you since the last VoltCon? Uh, yeah, going well, uh, same as usual. Not much has changed since then. Okay, well, it's great to hear. Glad to have you and uh, glad to talk about video games with you. Awesome, I'm ready. I love your background, Anthony. Yes, as you can see, I'm in the training deck. Uh, Keith here is about to start a training session and fight off some robots. So nice. um, he's ready to get some practice in. I noticed that Mark's got his 8-bit Voltron uh, logo back there, <laughs> which is nice. Yep. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the Atari 2600 Voltron game. I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, I, I just wanted to let you know, we, we started this podcast in 8-bit, and I think we're up to 16 colors now. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> 256 next. Yes. <laughs> Oh boy. So uh, we, we want to get to know uh, Anthony first before we start talking about, you know, Voltron video games and everything. And we also want to know a little bit more about what you've been developing. So uh, why don't you give us a little bit of your own history of how you became a Voltron fan, how you became a game developer, all of that. Uh, yeah, sure. So uh... I'm an 80s kid. I grew up uh, watching all of the popular cartoons, Voltron, Robotech, uh, Transformers, G.I. Joe, Thundercats. I'm sure, you know, both of you love those shows as well, as much as oh, I yeah. do. <laughs> um, and then I always thought all of those 80s cartoons would make great video games. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised more of those properties and franchises haven't turned into video games. They're kind mm -hmm. of like waiting to be made. It's just a matter of finding the right developer and the right uh, budget, you know, to, to make them become a reality. Um, how I got started in video games, I actually studied illustration uh, in art school. And um, at the time of graduation, I wanted to go into the animation industry, but 
the animation industry was going through this transition where everyone was jumping into the 3D bandwagon. Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of at a crossroads. I could, you know, take the 2D route or go into 3D. And I decided to go into 3D and um, get into video games. And I was very lucky because I had a friend who was working in video games at the time. And he kind of like opened the door for me. There was a contract position open. And he said, hey, Anthony, do you want to like try this out, try video games? And I said, sure, I'd like to make some money and learn something new. And I've been doing that ever since. Wow. And um, yeah, so I've been doing this for quite a long time now, 20 years. I'm, wow. I'm kind of aging my, myself. <laughs> that is incredible. What a story. And in, 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 in that field, uh, to have been in the field for as long as you have, it has to be pretty unusual, doesn't it? I'm, I, I would consider myself a dinosaur now. I, I read somewhere that the average length of a game developer is like five to six years, and then they get burned out and just quit. So wow. somehow I've managed to survive. And I don't know, I'm, I consider myself very fortunate to be in this industry and, and still working in it. Well, that's great. And so you have this, uh, before we get into the history of Voltron video games, uh, you have this uh, game concept of your own with, with your background uh, being an example of that, right? Yes. So around 2018, I was kind of feeling stuck in my career. And uh, my friend and I were chatting over the phone and we were just saying, man, we got to do something to um, do something just to be creative and you know, do something fun again, just to get out of this rut that we're in. So he sent me a link to this contest called the Universal Game Dev Challenge. And in this contest, Universal opened up five properties for contestants to make games with. It was uh, Voltron, Turok, Back to the Future, uh, two others, Battlestar Galactica, and I'm forgetting the Jaws one. Jaws, correct. Jaws, yeah. So among all of those, uh, we kind of like narrowed it down to Voltron because we thought it would have the most potential for gameplay. And then when we read the fine print, it said, oh, it has to be from the Voltron Legendary Defender series. It can't be from the 1984 series. So at that point, I had never even uh, watched Voltron Legendary Defender. I wasn't even aware that that was out there. Mm -hmm. And I told my friend, I said, hey, you know what? I don't know if it would be, you know, I don't know about this Voltron Legendary Defender. I, I really wish the contest focused on the 84 Voltron. And then my friend, you know, said, well, you know what, why don't you just turn on Netflix and give this show a shot? Just watch the first episode and tell me what you think. And I was super skeptical. I didn't believe him. And I said, eh, I don't know about this. And they said, please trust me, just watch it. You're going to love it. So I turned on Netflix, watched the first episode, and I was absolutely blown away. And I called them back and I said, you're right. I hate it when you're right, but this, <laughs> this series is even better than the original. And so I ended up binge watching the entire series. And uh, we, after that, we kind of like uh, brainstormed a lot to come up with what we wanted the ultimate Voltron game to be. So uh, where did you get the concept about the training deck? Uh, I thought that would be the easiest thing to do because, I mean, Volt, the Voltron universe is so large. There's so many different worlds that you could do. Um, so we decided to narrow it down to a small self-contained area so that it would be more manageable. Um, and we thought, well, the, the training deck is kind of a no-brainer because you can show off the combat and how each of the characters behave. Right. It's a great idea. Yeah. 
So each of the paladins uh, has their own power that they're able to use? Yes, so we tried to make it so that uh, each paladin is unique and each paladin is, um, is like showcases their abilities. For example, Lance has his uh, gun and his uh, sniper rifle. Um, Hunk has his giant cannon. Cage has her grappling line and so on. We want to showcase all of the different moves and make, make sure all of these characters feel unique. Do you, do you show it as a Bayard first and then as the weapon, or do you, do you just show it as the weapon? Let's see. I think I, I had the Bayard at first, and then uh, with a button press, it triggers the actual weapon. Mm-hmm. But there's a, there's a bug in there right now, and it's not behaving correctly. <laughs> so all you see is the weapon. You don't actually see the Bayard okay. before. Okay, gotcha. How long can you go through through this training deck? How how far can you get? Um, it's a timed attack, so you have two minutes on the clock, and the objective of the training deck is to kill as many enemies as possible. Um, I don't know if you guys want me to just fire up the demo and show, oh, show sure. you Oh, sure. Yeah, sure. Let's, that'd let's be great. That. There we go. I'm going to pick Kunk. So the objective is to kill as many enemies as possible. You can shoot, you can have your shield to block attacks. Oh, that's cool. Dodge. And I just got hit there. These are actually Xanthorium crystals. They do damage to you. Hmm. Uh, These pink orbs are quintessence. There's also and I'll TN ticker here to give you more time on the clock. Nice. I'll pick one of those up. We also have some health items here. There's a Kaltenecker milkshake here. <laughs> uh, what else do we have? We also have a Gallo Pop as well. Oh, oh, nice. I have full health, so I can't. Right, right, right. So uh, we can't hear it right now, but uh, it actually does have the sound effects too, right? Yes, it does. I can hear audio on my my end. Yeah. I'm not sure why the audio isn't showing up. Oh, Anyways, that's okay. this is winding down. I got nine seconds on the clock. I really like your attention to detail here. The fact that you're using the same typefaces that were used in the show uh, for the character descriptions and the health stats and the timer and everything, um, you know, you really captured that that look. I mean, it's like you had access to the style guide or something, um, you know, that they've been using in their books and things like that. It, it's really nice. I actually did a lot of freeze frame while I was watching the show. I would freeze frame and then study the training deck to see what it would look like freeze frame to look at, look at the fonts, look at the characters, look at the small details, all the uh, pickups, just to make sure it will be as accurate as possible. I mean, being a fan, I want to make sure that not only am I satisfied with it, but other fans as well are satisfied with all the, all the details. Yeah, Greg, you've never That's done that, have you? Like freeze framed uh, any, any of the shows or anything like that? <laughs> Me? <laughs> <laughs> For, for different purposes? Oh, I absolutely have. <laughs> that was a joke on Mark's part, yes. Yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, hang on. <laughs> um, Greg, I think I actually went on your website. It has the, the layout of the castle, castle of lions. And you were um, analyzing how, how things work. I was well. I did, it's not a full layout. It's just how how the uh, the how the um, the lion hangers are arranged. Basically, it's how the the paladins get from the bridge down to the hangers in those four pods on the on the castle. And um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty crazy. Uh, it did get mentioned on the uh, form podcast in one of those episodes, which was kind of fun. Yeah, uh, but yeah, um, yes, I've been known to do that sort of thing. <laughs> I actually had to, I referred to that website because I was planning on doing the entire entire castle ship and I, I said oh this is a great resource I, sh I should read through this and see <laughs> well that's uh, that's very kind of you to say I, I you know it's funny as, as I watched you play through your game and I remember seeing you do that at Voltcom 2021 um, I got to thinking wow just imagine if you could be in that holographic environment with Kaltenecker in the little stable. <laughs> I, I, I started building that. I never got you, around to finishing it. So I, oh I do have Kaltenecker and the little stable area with the grass. Yeah. I have yeah. that like semi-built, but I never showed anyone. Wow. Okay, that, that's neat. And then, uh, you know, another contained environment, although far less contained, would be the Space Mall. Uh, maybe you could even ride Kaltenecker on that hovering platform and you know, oh man, the possibilities are endless. <laughs> I know the the space ball would take an entire team to do. That would be a lot oh, yeah. of work, far oh, yeah. far more work than I could do on my own. No doubt, no doubt. But uh, yeah, but that's so, so exciting to see. So we started with Hump, but how many of the characters can you do? Uh, I have six of them playable. So it's Alora, Keith, Hunk, Pidge, Shiro, and Lance. Lance. Yeah. Nice. And, and I wanted to make sure all the main paladins were playable. Cool. That's that's very cool. You did this as part of the uh, the game competition. So, did you actually submit the your uh, your game to the competition then? Yes. So uh, the the rules of the contest were we had to write a uh, thirteen page game design do document and mm -hmm. also do a two minute video pitch. Uh, we submitted that and we had to wait for a couple of months and then uh, it was the most excruciating like three month wait ever because my friend and I were really excited to find out the results. Uh, it turned out we did not win, but another Voltron game did win. And that yep. was Voltron Cubes of Ocarion by Kabanga. I believe they're a Swiss developer. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. their game actually got developed into a, a complete game. And uh, we were really bummed out for about a week <laughs> after we found out yeah. the, uh, the results. But then we, we uh, looked at the, we kind of like did the math to figure out how many entries were submitted i believe they they got over 500 entries from 60 different countries yeah so there was a lot of competition and we kind of came to the conclusion that most likely they just had to breeze through all of the entries because it was just you know too many to like judge for the judges to look at and then afterwards yeah. we, we thought to ourselves well you know what there's really nothing stopping us from doing a demo we should just get together and and do a demo anyway just just for fun uh, just sure. just for ourselves yep and it's been great that you've uh, you've been at VoltCon a couple of times now, right? And and shown your shown off the demo and 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 uh, shared it with the fans there. That's wonderful. Yes, my first time attending was VoltCon 2020, and mm -hmm. uh, I mm -hmm. went again in 2021. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. in 2021, I didn't have anything new to show. I was hoping to have the Lions mode, but I just didn't have enough time to work on that. 
Yeah, life has a way of getting in the way sometimes, doesn't yes. it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell us about the lion mode. What, what are your, uh, what, what are uh, some of the concepts that you've had for that? Um, we thought, well, for the ultimate Voltron game, it would be nice if we had, um, if you could be able to play as a paladin, play as a lion, um, play together, have co-op, and also mm -hmm. play as Voltron. I think any Voltron game has to have all of those elements. Mm -hmm. To me. Um, Video games are all about fantasy fulfillment. So say, for example, you were to make a Spider-Man game, you would want to have wall crawling, uh, web swinging, um, combat. And I think uh, the other aspect that people don't think about is Peter Parker. The reason why he's such an appealing character is because Peter Parker is everyone and everyone can relate to him. Mm -hmm. So if you apply that same thought process to Voltron, what are the things that make Voltron special? What are the things that you know fans get excited about? It's being able to play as a paladin, use their bayards, uh, fly in a line and you know, blast ships. Um, teamwork is a big theme in all of the Voltron series. So co-op would be very important, being able to play with a friend sitting next to you. And of course, playing as Voltron. I think uh, if you look at the previous Voltron games, none of the other Voltron games had all of those elements. They had just some of those elements. So my dream would be to come up with a game that has all of those things. That would be amazing. And, and yeah. your demo is really so much fun to see. Beyond what your game does, um, there's been a bunch of video games from Voltron over the years, and yes. you have also done a Voltron panel at VoltCon where you've gone over the history of Voltron video games. Yes. Would you be able to share that with us? Yes, of course. Let me share my screen. Awesome. So Voltron and video games. A previous look at Voltron video games and creating the definitive Voltron game. So I'll start by asking uh, you guys this. Do you guys know how many Voltron games have been released before? Now, here's, here's, the, here's the thing. <laughs> when you first started doing this in 2020, there was a certain number. Yes. Now, since then, there's been a, a, an addition or two, right? Yes. So I, I, was, I was made aware of an additional one uh, after my panel in 2020. Uh, Mark Oliver told me about another one that I wasn't even aware of. So I've I've added this into the slides. Okay, uh, I'm I'm referring to uh, something that came out in February of 2021. 
Oh, I'm not aware of that. What is that? Um, we're talking about the Funko Pop Blitz. Okay, I, I, that's new to me. I don't know that one. Okay, I, I didn't. I wasn't sure if you had that updated in your in your deck yet. No, I but, wasn't aware of that. You're gonna have to send me the link to that. But Funko Pop Blitz has not just Voltron, but a whole bunch of other collectible Funko Pops uh -huh. that you can play as you know, in, in the game. And in, in February of 2021, they introduced the, uh, the Voltron legendary defender characters that had come out as Funko pops previously, you know, as the oh. physical, physical Funko pops, but now they're digitized into this game and you can play them. Do you know what platform it's on? Is it it's, PC? It's it's on like Android and iOS and stuff like that. And ah, okay, okay. It's it's a mobile game. It's it's one of those uh, you know three match uh, three color match type of games. You know where you have to okay. move you move the the things until they match the colors and then they pop or they explode. It's kind of like, like bejeweled. Yeah, exactly. Okay, got it. Yeah. Exactly like this, that. But uh, Mark Mark uh, walked through it in a prior podcast, I believe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it looked pretty cool. I mean, yeah. And and there was another game uh, that Voltron showed up in, and it was called Puzzle and Dragons. Oh, I haven't heard of that one either. Wow. Okay. This is, okay. Wow. <laughs> I would have this, to update all of these slides. This was by... Uh, 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 Gung Ho Online, and it was introduced on iOS, Android, and the Kindle Fire. And Puzzle and Dragons was already a game itself, uh -huh. but they brought the Voltron characters into it, just oh. like just like Funko Pop Blitz did. Mark, I'm so impressed by your research. I thought <laughs> I had barely researched this, and and you went up to me. No, no, that's fine. I, I just wanted to make sure that that if we're going to cover uh, Voltron video games, it's not just Voltron video games where Voltron was the the center of it. You know, it right. could be it could be video games that had its own thing, and then Voltron was introduced into it. Yes, gotcha. You know, like like Roblox. Yes, 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 yes. Right. I heard that Roblox had something too. Uh, yes, I, I'm not sure if it was a fan one or if it was an official one. Right, it's it's hard to tell. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think uh, Roblox had a little bit of uh, Voltron in it as well. But okay. um, let's let's go back to the beginning. And 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 you asked how many how many Voltron video games have there been? Yes, I, I want to add two or three more to that. I, I'm going <laughs> to guess like ten. Uh, you're probably right. <laughs> what do Greg, you think, Greg? Um, I'll go with what he said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm going to reveal it, but this doesn't have the ones that you just mentioned. So these are the ones that I have listed. Um, all of these came out in the 2000s, starting with Super Robot Wars W. Then we have the Voltron uh, Defender of the Universe on the iPhone and also on the consoles. I believe these came out on the 25th anniversary of, of Voltron Defender of the Universe. Next up, we have Voltron Force Ultimate Victory, followed by Voltron Super Mega Lion Attack. Um, most recently, we had Voltron VR Chronicles, and the most recent one was Voltron Cubes of Locarian. 
So I have seven. And then with the ones you mentioned, I believe that brings it to 10. Yeah, if we include uh, Funko Pop Blitz, Puzzle and Dragons, and Roblox, if we include those three. Okay, so we're, we're into double, digit, double digits now. Woohoo! Yay! So would you like to look at each one of these a little bit more in depth? Oh, yes, we would. All right, let's click on the very first one here. So the very first one was Super Robot Wars W. This came out only in, in Japan. And it featured Go Lion, uh, the Japanese iteration of Voltron. It was developed by Van Presto, also published by Van Presto. And then it came out in March 1st, 2007. And it's a tactical RPG. So in this image here, you see uh, Go Lion here in the upper right and a bunch of other robots, which I'm not too familiar with, but you might be able to help me identify them. Maybe one so of them is Menzinger Z. Mazinger Z, yeah. yes. I don't know the rest though. Uh, there may be something Gundam in there. I'm not really sure. <laughs> uh huh. Greg, do you know? I am so out of touch with stuff. Uh, no, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. So let me show you a video of this short video clip. Oh, look at that. Yeah, I think they called those Stingray missiles in Voltron back in the day. And foot missiles in Golan. Right. Wow. <laughs> nice. And, and we and can't hear any of this either, but they're, they're okay. using last names. <laughs> Yeah, they, they pretty much uh, they use class names a lot of the time in uh, the Lion. Okay, cool. next up, we have Voltron Defender of the Universe on the iPhone, developed and published by Sony Pictures Mobile, okay. uh, released on the iPhone and I believe iPad also on November 18th, 2009, and it was an action shooter. Okay, so we're seeing Voltron fight one of the uh, row beasts from the uh, original show. Thirty levels. Wow. They did a really nice job there with the uh, some of the graphics there, like the the the, the ships, Zarkon and Lotor ships, and all that. Yeah, it's pretty faithful. This is a little bit of a fun fact. So uh, Bob Coppler actually told me that the person that did the uh, voiceover for this commercial was Jeremy Corey, a former web employee. <laughs> really? <laughs> so I, I did not know that. You know, that doesn't surprise me. That doesn't yeah, surprise we, me. We do know Jeremy. <laughs> he knows He knows how to talk fast because that was a 17 second commercial. He's, he's got a good radio voice. I was really he impressed does. with that. I thought it was like oh, yeah. a professional voice actor. Next up, we have Voltron Defender of the Universe. Um, developed by Behavior Interactive, published by THQ. It came out on PS3 and Xbox 360 on November 29th, 2011. And it's an adventure shooter. From days of long ago. All right, we've got the cartoon uh, intro there. That's pretty the slick. Legend of Voltron. Defender of the Universe. 
first time ever. Oh, look at that. So we're seeing 3D graphics of the lions and Voltron and space. And uh, that Voltron rendition looks a lot like the Maddie Collector Blazing Soul Voltron toy. Uh, very similar. Uh, and they have used uh, that 3D, or that toy, as the basis of their model for uh, uh, Dudley's toy Voltron in Voltron Force. Right. That's, that's cool. So here's an interesting thing about that THQ game before we move on. The THQ game actually had a kickoff event at THQ headquarters in Southern California. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. And uh, as part of that, they, they invited uh, Michael Bell, BJ Ward, and Neil Ross to join them. So you had Michael Bell, who was the original voice of Sven and Lance, and you had B.J. Ward, who was the original voice of Alora and Hagar, and Neil Ross, who was Keith and Pidge. So, cool. so it was it was cool that they had this event because it was it was live and it was it was live streamed across the world, and it not only included them but it included. Uh, Claire Grant and Seth Green and the girls from um, uh, Team Unicorn, oh, and wow. and that was really cool. And Neil Ross actually said the the whole line: "Activate interlock, Dynatherms connected, infracells up, dino, you know, Mega Thrusters are go." The whole thing. Fun. And That's fun. That and then Jeremy Corey was actually you know hosting the event. So that, oh, that wow. was really cool. And Jeremy gotten, gets around, doesn't he? I yeah, would have gotten goosebumps with, with uh, the, uh, them seeing that line. It's, it's such an iconic line. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that was a, that was a great way to kick off. And, and that was available. You, did, you, did you say what platforms that was available on? Uh, it was available on the PS3 and Xbox 360. Yeah. I believe the uh, PS3 version actually came out one week before the Xbox 360 version. Hmm. Yeah. Was this was this something you could only get streaming or was this like an actual uh, disc, a physical I disc? I think or? you had to download it from the PlayStation Store and Xbox Store. I don't believe there was a disc available. Uh, at least I, I don't remember seeing one in the stores. Okay. Yeah. Back then they called it Xbox Live, right? Uh, yes, yes, yes. I didn't own an Xbox, but I had a PS3. Yeah, we didn't we didn't get uh, any of those systems. We got a, a PS4 later on. Uh huh. So we never really got to play this game, but I, I would have loved to have played it. Yeah, I'm, I've never played I've never played any of these games except uh, the VR game that we'll get to. I'm yep. sure there's a, a bootleg version of this floating around somewhere that you can download. Probably. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Next up, we have Voltron Force Ultimate Victory. Uh, not sure who the developer was for this, but it was published by Nicktoons. It came out on the web browser on June 16, 2011, and it's a side-scrolling shooter. So this one I was not aware of uh, until after my panel in um, Volcon 2020. Uh, Mark yep. Oliver was the one that came up to me and said, hey, you forgot a very important one. It's Voltron Force Ultimate Victory. And I had to scrounge around uh, YouTube to find a video clip of this. This one was not easy to track down. 
Yeah, so on, on Nicktoons.com, they had a bunch of games that were associated with their shows. And Voltron Force Ultimate Victory came out along with the show. And you could try to get, you know, high scores and things like that. But there was a special code that you could use to unlock Blazing Sword. And it was L-O-T-O-R. Oh, Lotor. That's a good one. Very yeah. Funny. Yeah, the, the only thing I've seen about this game, because I, I missed out on it as well. Uh, like I said, I think I've, I've only played that VR game that we'll get to. But um, um, I remember seeing, I, I was doing some research on this game a while back, and I saw a YouTube video. It was a, Maybe it was a two-part video where there's a, a gentleman who walks through the game and um, you mostly hear him commenting about the game as he's playing it more than you actually hear the game audio. Uh, but it's, it's pretty, it looks like a fun game, a little, little on the repetitive side, but it looks really, it, it still looks really fun. Yep. Let's take a look at the video for this. Next up, we have Voltron Super Mega Lion Attack, developed and published by DreamWorks. It came out on the web browser on December 25th, Christmas Day, 2017. This is a side-scrolling shooter, and I believe it uh, was released shortly after the debut of the Voltron Legendary Defender series. So this is kind of like a throwback to the 8-bit games that um, Nintendo and Super Nintendo So this is the link for the game, but it's no longer available. If you click on this link, I think it'll send you to a blank screen or give you an error. But mm -hmm. here you see the black lion uh, fighting one of the bad guys. I forgot the name of this guy. I don't remember. Uh, Pro, I can't remember Pro the... Rock? Is that Pro right? Rock, yes. yes. Okay. I had to think about that for a second. It was That's Pro right. Rock, yeah. That, that was one of the episodes, one of the few episodes that had those Anthorum crystals that you had yeah. in your own game. It was so explosive. Yes. Yeah. So this is just a, a, a GIF that, that is looping right now. I couldn't find any actual gameplay footage. I always thought that Robeast looked like one of those um, RoboForce toys from the 80s. Do you remember those? those they had the <laughs> suction cup bases. That, they were kind of these barrel-shaped things with little rubbery arms, flexi-straw arms, and these suction cup bases. I don't uh, remember that at all. No, <laughs> Max Steel, I think, was the main the main character. But oh well, or not? No, not Max Steel. Something something Steel in it. Whatever. <laughs> yep. So next up, we have Voltron VR Chronicles. This was developed by Digital Domain, published by Universal Games. It came out on all different platform platforms, including PSVR, Steam, and Oculus. It was released on September twenty seventh, twenty seventeen, and it was available on VR only. Yeah, so let's... we we actually had uh, from Digital Domain, we had Jaime Bencia on the on the podcast. And that was a great, great podcast because we talked a lot about how they do this and, you know, 
the the plan was actually to not just have this one episode with a focus on Lance and Blue Lion. It was going to focus on each of the paladins, and there were going to be five chapters. And we never got those. I think it's just the 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 fact that um, people weren't buying the 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 three D gear in order to be able to play these games. The games themselves were actually pretty cheap. I think it was only like $14 or something like that when it came out. But, uh, you know, if you don't have the gear, you can't play it. So I, I think the, the game came out ahead of fan, uh, you know, buying into the whole VR game franchise. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's what happened because uh, it came out when VR was still in its infancy and the headsets had just come, come out. And the yeah. VR headsets weren't cheap either. I believe they were like $400 or $500. Yeah, so we, got of... ours, we got ours for $299, but it was after we had already bought the PlayStation. So if, if you bought the PlayStation and the VR system, it was like $400. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty pricey uh, to, you know, pay that play uh pay that up front just to play a vr game so that's that's why i think it didn't sell as well as it should have right i only played this for about an hour uh i was at a friend's house he was kind enough to let me uh, come over and check it out with his his vr system uh but man that was a lot of fun it, just to hear all the uh all the uh the dialogue of the actual voice actors and oh, to yeah. see these characters rendered in 3d for the first time um you know the lions and voltron and all that that's all cool to see too and the the robeast uh that drazel robeast they had another one of those in the game that stuff was already you know done as 3d assets for the show but to see the 3d characters was really really neat yeah i think i think digital domain had a home run here i mean they knocked it out of the park because they really captured the look and feel of the show mm -hmm. um and I, I just wish there was more of this you know it was kind of short-lived Oh, by the way, Digital Domain has been uh, nominated for, I think, Academy Awards this year. You know, I, I think in the uh, digital effects um, area. Oh, nice. Do you yeah, know for, for feature for films and all that? Films? Yeah, they, they work on feature films, too. Oh, yeah, they, they've, done, they've done features for years. Oh, yeah. yeah. So let's take a, a look at the video for this. I'm sure those lions and Voltron and all the various things uh, were taken straight from the show, whatever they had 3D for. Destiny. But I remember standing around and seeing all these characters, like in that on the Galra at the Galra Command Center there, or on the Castle Bridge, and you're actually in the room with those characters as they talk. So cool. Or you're in the lion and Lance. Oh yeah. Sometimes it's easy, uh, you know, as, as an old school fan, sometimes it's easy for me to forget just how cool those designs look in Legendary Defender. Yeah, I love the designs. I think they kind of gave it a modern twist while still being faithful to the original. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the most recent one, uh, well, sort of recent, <laughs> is Voltron Cubes of Vakarion, developed by Gabanga, published by Universal Games. It was released on August 19th. 2019 and it's a real-time strategy so this was the contest winner from the universal game dev challenge okay
So I, I had my son actually uh, do a review of this for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the whole basis of the game is you've got to protect your own castle of lions. And one of the cool aspects was, yeah, anime mode. Look at that. That was cool. They actually used the same anime mode from from the show. Oh, oh the one with all the uh, the lines that go in the background when they they power up or yeah, that was okay. pretty cool. <laughs> so that's uh, that's all of the footage I have for the uh, games that I was aware of. I'm, I'm sure you can add on to this with the the games that you mentioned earlier as well. Yeah, so we had we had done some of this stuff on the podcast before, where we had talked about uh, the Funko Pop Blitz stuff. And yeah, you played I, that for quite a while, didn't you? Yeah, I kind of got <laughs> kind of got too much into it, and I had to stop. <laughs> Otherwise, I was going to get addicted to it, you know. Mm-hmm. But it it was fun to play, and uh, I did collect all of them, you know. I was able to get all the the pop figures and everything. So it it took a little while, but I I, I managed to do it. Uh, But uh, the same kind of thing happened when when those Voltron NFTs came out. You know, I had to get one. (laughs) So did you buy one of those NFTs? I did. Did you? And and so that's that's a separate topic than the games, but uh, that was a yeah. fairly recent thing, wasn't it? Yeah, and that was still for Voltron Legendary Defender, you yeah. know. So it was it was cool that I was able to get the rare one, the rare one that had the the sword coming out, you know. Mm-hmm. So cutting up your microphone and all that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, some of those things, because. You had the the physical ones that you could collect from Funko Pop, and now you had the game where you had to actually collect them by playing the game, Mm -hmm. and that was quite a task. But uh, I'd imagine if if they had other Voltron video games like that, you know, where you, you go through so many levels, and then you're able to acquire certain things that you didn't have before, and it's it's like going through the show where you meet the initial characters and then you meet this entire world that they had built, this entire universe that they had built of all these other characters that you care about, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you were able to have a game like that where you would acquire new characters along the way, that would be cool. Because then you can go back and you can play other levels with those characters again. And I don't know if you guys played the Lego video games before, but it it worked a lot like that in the Lego video games, Uh, like Lego Star Wars or Lego Marvel Avengers or or all those types of Lego games. You start off playing with a couple of characters and then eventually, you know, you get through so many levels and everything and, and you acquire more characters by getting through all the levels. And then you can buy other characters by acquiring, you know, coins and all this other kind of stuff. So eventually you fill your board with all the characters that were in the game. And hmm. if you've gotten through it all, but it takes a really long time to do all that. And that yeah. would be something that would be really cool to do with Voltron. That'd be nice to see a, a Lego version of Voltron. I, I'd play that. Oh yeah. I mean, we already have a Lego Voltron from the Lego ideas, you know? That's right. That's right. Yeah. 
thanks to Lendy Tyag, you yes. know? Yes, yes. Yeah, but, so, uh, I, you know, the funny thing is, Mark, you were talking about playing as different characters, and I thought, who's the one least likely character if, if Anthony were to expand his game demo and add one more character, who's the least likely and, and, and therefore maybe the most uh, out of left field idea? And I started thinking, Bebo B. <laughs> oh, that would be I, a fun mini game to actually have the, ga the game show. I, yeah. I, was, I was thinking Slav because Slav would be too afraid to do anything because it would, you know, it would hurt his chances of survival. So he didn't even want to step over a crack or break his mother's back. You know what I mean? Yeah, he'd be doing all the computations in the background. Yeah. What, what kind of combat would Bebo B actually do? Would he poke people, like bend over and poke people with his head? I don't know. I have no idea. I have to sleep on that one and, and figure it out. <laughs> oh, goodness. Then you'd have to bring Dave Coulier back to do the voice. <laughs> oh, he did the voice for that? I didn't know yeah. that. Wow, did. okay. He did the bees and the bows. <laughs> <laughs> and and I just remember Lance Lance in Garfield Warfel's neck saying, uh, I said B! I said B! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yes. That was uh, quite an episode. Oh, my. What, uh, what were you saying, Anthony? I'm sorry. There's so much material from the show that you could draw from. I mean, there's just infinite number of ideas. It's just a matter of executing them and, you know, funneling it into something that's cohesive. So mm -hmm. it's just the, so much of the heavy lifting has been done by, by DreamWorks and Studio Mirror already. Yeah, it's yeah. just a matter of translating all of that into a oh, fun yeah. game. And, 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 you know, you talked about the need for a cooperative play. Yes. Um, if, if you ever had an, like a, a, a multiplayer uh, game along the lines of, of what you're demoing with your, with your paladins and all that, I mean, imagine you could expand and do the paladins of old where they meet Zarkon and Alphor and, and all those other characters and, um, or well, any of them. I mean, any of the freedom fighters. And I mean, my goodness, that that just it boggles the mind. <laughs> it could be like the Marvel uh, multiverse, where you have different versions of Voltron coming in. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh boy. We just we just saw the Doctor Strange trailer on the Super Bowl. Oh, and, I haven't seen the most recent one yet. Yeah, and boy, oh boy, they're bringing in all kinds of characters from all different levels of Marvel, and you know, all the different versions of them. So yeah, it would be really cool to see a Voltron multiverse. Wow. Get, imagine seeing those third dimension characters from the 90s in HD. Mm -hmm. Yes, that would be something else. <laughs> yeah, fun stuff. Well, thanks for that walkthrough of uh, Voltron video game history. That's been fun. And and uh, uh, and, and showing us again your, your demo. I, I, that's just so neat to see and it was fun to interact with at VoltCon as well. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm, I'm glad both of you had the chance to check it out at the show. So I, I, I wondered, well, out of all those video games, what was your favorite, Anthony? Uh, you, I'll be honest with you. I haven't played through all of them, mm -hmm. uh, but I think the one that really got it right was the Voltron VR game. Mm -hmm. And then the, the other one was the uh, Voltron Defender of the Universe on the consoles. Uh, that one you could play as the lion, you could have co-op, and uh, you could play as Voltron, but you couldn't mm -hmm. play as the Paladins. So that one came really close to what, you know, 
what fans would appreciate for from a, a Voltron game. I did get to play Voltron VR Chronicles. And one thing that I was really appreciative of that game, in particular, I don't do well with VR motion. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of get motion sickness. Mm-hmm. And particularly like the Iron Man VR game, which Josh Keaton was in, by the way. Mm. <laughs> Josh Keaton played Tony Stark in Iron Man VR. And I played that and oh boy, I, I got really sick from that. And I had to put it down. And it, it was like only after 15 minutes of playing it. But that Voltron video game, the, the Voltron VR Chronicles, I was able to go through the whole thing with no problem. No problem at all. It was great. I loved it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a very big issue for VR games is motion sickness, especially when you have I think the horizontal movement, if you look left and right, that's fine. But it's the vertical movement. If the, the player is moving up and down is when you start feeling a little, you know, a little yeah. bit sick. So I, I think I would do well out in space with, with a lion. I, I think I could handle it. <laughs> Until the lion starts doing a barrel roll, then you might get into trouble. Then I, then I turn into hunk in the very first episode. Yes. <laughs> hey, what do you what do you do? Throw up in the engine compartment? The engineer like that? threw up in the gearbox. That was it. The gearbox, because <laughs> of course there's a gearbox in the cockpit of a uh, futuristic spaceship. <laughs> yeah. You have to make those repairs, in, in case you get hit. Yeah, no doubt. So, so um, I, you know, you you had mentioned Anthony about the the three levels of play as the pilot as the lion and then again as voltron and i'm reminded of an interview that we did with jeff trojan at playmates toys uh-huh. yeah. uh, when he was talking about their their voltron legendary defender toy line and he said exactly the same thing the company was was stressing all three of those levels of play with the uh with the action figures of the the the, the people and of course the lions with the the teeny tiny little people in the speeders that that could fit in their bellies and then of course uh voltron with you could combine them or they were just static figures of their own um i i i do think that that is a kind of an essential thing whether your play pattern is with physical toys or with a video game would is that does that seem reasonable yeah i i agree with you if you're missing any one of those elements then it wouldn't feel like a voltron game fans would you know sense that something is off or something's missing so i think it's it's crucial that you get all those elements down um with you know not only with just like with the future voltron games i hope that whoever develops it will actually take those things into consideration yeah i i would love it if they had some kind of like uh you know multiplayer thing you know where you could have your yourself and four of your friends right and as you're playing the multiplayer game, you're one of the pilots and you have to do certain things and work together well together before you can form Voltron. Yeah. And it's the only way you can form Voltron is if you work well together. Yeah. And, you know, some people would just not do well with this because they don't play well with others. (laughs) They play well when they're by themselves, but then they don't play well when they're playing with others. Yeah, I, I agree. Co- co-op is hard to get right because you have all of these characters that you have to juggle and you have to make sure that each person has something to do. They're just not passively sitting in the background twiddling their thumbs. 
So it's, it's, it's a juggling act, making sure that all players are active and participating in the game. And it really kind of speaks to the show itself. I mean, you know, I didn't really put a lot of thought into it as a kid when Defender of the Universe was on, but it does make you wonder sometimes when all those lions are combined and you hear Keith shouting out all the orders of everything that, that the lions have to do when they're combined, what are the other pilots actually doing in there? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like when Keith says form blazing sword, what are the people actually doing? Are, 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 are they pushing, are, you know, are the hand, are the arm guys, Lance and Pidge, push, pushing a blazing sword button? Or are they moving little levers around to make the hands go together? What, what's going on there? Yeah, I think, I think you just nailed it. They're probably moving their hands together to form the blazing sword, right? That's how I imagine it in my head. Yeah. And, and how would you realize that? I mean, it's one thing, it, it, let's assume that that's true. Then, then, you know, you could animate that sort of a thing. But to actually do that in a cooperative game something like that where you actually could do something without the character just toppling over from people not getting along um that would be a really interesting challenge yeah the one thing that i wish we would have had on this list of video games for voltron is an 80s style arcade box machine you know where where it would have been like galaga or tron or something like that where you know I'd be able to have that at, at my house right now. Like I have golden tea golf for Galaga. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of surprised when I was doing research, there weren't any Voltron games in the eighties or nineties. No. You would think that like that franchise would have done really well in, in those two decades. Yeah. No yep. hmm. Which maybe thinking, someday. Yeah. yeah. Maybe someday. Well, well, you know, Harmony Gold USA did uh, a Robotech, um, one of those mini desk, you know, those little handheld kind of, uh, they look like arcade games, but they're shrunk down. You can fit them on your desktop. They're teeny tiny little things mm-hmm. uh, about the about the size of this little tissue box. You know what I mean? Oh, right. I know and, what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. They, they did a Robotech game within the last five, 10 years. Um, they were, I don't know how many, what kind of quantity they were sold in uh, or even if they were available at, at, at uh, you know, physical stores but i remember they were available online um so it was a retro robotech game for that kind of a thing so i almost wonder if if there's a possibility for a voltron game for that form factor Hmm. maybe yeah maybe 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 they could port the that web game the super mega lion attack to the miniature version yeah that would be awesome that would work (laughs) love it we, you talk about porting games to things. Um, I, I used to have a MAME emulator on, on a PC, you know, with a whole bunch of games. I mean, I'm, we're talking thousands of games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And these were all the old style games we used to play when we were kids in the arcades. Yeah. And they had them for all these different, you know, platforms and everything. So you would have uh, NES games, Super NES, you know, PlayStation um Commodore 64, um, Atari, you know, all these different style games you could have in one place and you could play it on your computer. And it was great. Um, I wish we had more things like the main emulators again. You could spend a lifetime trying to go through that entire list and play everything, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fun stuff. Well, this has been so much fun. I, I, it makes me want to play a video game. 
<laughs> and the I, night is and young. You still have plenty of time. Well, actually, no, you're you're in the East Coast right now, so yeah, it's getting a little late. But uh, but yeah, it, I don't play video games very often. For so for me to want to play one, uh, that's that's quite something. So Anthony, I got if I were wearing a hat, I would tip it to you for uh, uh, revitalizing my interest through your uh, uh, discussion of uh, Voltron video game history and also showing us your awesome game. Great. I'm, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. And it was fun uh, getting back together and chatting with you too. Yeah. We'll yeah. Have to do this again sometime. Yes. Are we, are, are we going to see you again at Volcon? I'm not planning on attending this year um, okay. because I want to have something new to show instead of showing the same old thing. Okay. Um, but I don't think I'll have enough time to add any new content to the game demo that I have, unfortunately. Okay. But I'll be there in spirit. So. Oh, I'll, yes. I'll be looking forward to posts that you have got uh, that you'll have online after after the con. Okay. Well, we look forward to seeing you again, and whenever that might happen, and uh, um, please keep us posted on 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 your you know on all of your video gaming activities, uh, whether it's with your Voltron, your your personal project, or any other things that you'd like to tell us about with your, your professional work. Yeah, sure. sure. If I if I have any updates to the Voltron game, you two guys will be the first to know. Okay, so where can people go to see what you've done? And where, are you on social media as well? Uh, yes, I'm on Instagram and YouTube. Uh, if you just search Rajak Studios, it's spelled R-O-J-A-K-S-T-U-D-I-O-S. So if you just look for that handle, uh, I should pop up. Or you can just search for Voltron video game demo and it should pop up on, on YouTube. Wonderful. Okay, great. And we'll see you all next time on Let's Voltron! Voltron, the universe.